Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. So these are stories that we learned as children. Either our parents taught these stories to us or we gathered at the feet of our school teachers and they told us these stories. And as they would tell us these stories, they would teach us life lessons, truths that we were supposed to grasp. We called, uh, we, we say it like this, what's the moral of the story? What is this supposed to be teaching me? And we had, to, we had to think through it and grasp. But I think probably what we missed is that a lot of these stories also taught us spiritual truths. And so I want us to look at one of the fairy tales that you know very well. And I want us to rethink it and, and see if maybe it can unwrap some spiritual truth. That, so this uh, particular fairy tale that we're going to deal with was first published in English sometime in the 1800s, and it, uh, it's remained a mainstay in schools, and it certainly uh, sticks around as parents tell their children this particular fairy tale right before they go to sleep to get them to, to get uh, settled and about time to go to bed. It's carried several names. It's been made into a movie. Uh, one of the names of this particular fairy tale that you may not be aware of is Henny Penny. I'd never heard it called that, but it has been called that. But you probably know this one by this title, Chicken Little, right? Okay, see, I knew, I knew. Okay, so, so here it is. Let's see, see if I can tell it. One day, Chicken Little was playing in the yard when whack, an acorn hit her on the head. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Y'all want to say it, don't you? Don't you? Okay, when I get to the next time I say it, would you say it? With me? She, she said, so I have to tell Cocky Locky. Who is Cocky Locky? I've got no idea. Cocky Locky, Cocky Locky. Yeah, okay, all right. You said, the sky is falling. Cocky Locky said, it is. Well, then we have to tell Ducky Daddles. If I ever get through this right, it's going to be a miracle. Ducky Daddles, Ducky Daddles, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Ducky Daddles said, it is. Well, then we have to tell Goosey Pussy. Goosey Pussy, Goosey Pussy, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And Goosey Pussy said, it is. Well, then we have to tell Turkey Lurkey. Uh, turkey Lurkey, Turkey Lurkey, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. It is. Then we have to tell the king. But on the way to tell the king, they met Foxy Woxy. Now, Foxy Woxy, Foxy Woxy, Woxy <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And, and, and Foxy Woxy said, it is. Well, I know a shortcut to get to the king. So he led Chicken Little and Cocky Locky and Ducky Daddles and Goosey Pussy and Turkey Lurkey right to his den. And he licked his lips and said, step inside to see the, the king. Tricky Foxy Woxy, the king is not in there, they shouted, and they ran away as fast as they could, and at last they arrived at the castle. King, king, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. A piece of it fell on my head. The sky is not falling. An acorn fell on your head, the king chuckled as he plucked the acorn from Chicken Little's head. And so Turkey Lurkey and Goosey Pussy and Ducky Daddles and Cocky Locky and Chicken Little went back home Whew, the sky is not falling. Love this fairy tale. Uh, this simple tale teaches us a truth that we need to know. I, I, I want to point out just a few things before we get into everything. 
uh, that I want to show you. And before I take you into a parallel scripture that is this story told over. I know y'all didn't know it, but Chicken Little is in the Bible. Okay, so I'll prove it, but but let me show some things first. First of all, I want you to notice that in Chicken Little's world, the sky was indeed falling. I also want you to notice that every run, everyone around Chicken Little, all of her friends made the, uh, uh, agreed with the assumption, with the evaluation, and came to the same conclusion that the sky was falling and that she was, in fact, correct. I also want you to notice uh, that Foxy Woxy uh, tried to take advantage of the situation and use it to destroy Chicken Little and all of her friends. I wonder how many of us, with our limited perspective and our limited field of view, have come to the conclusion that the sky is falling. I mean, in light of the world that we live in, in in light of the fact that we're uh, overcome by pandemic, in light of the fact that there seems to be storms everywhere, there seems to be political uh, unrest, there's opposing views, there's unending clashes. You can't even watch the news. I can't watch the news anymore. It's like everywhere I look, if if I only have my limited perspective, then it is easy to come to the conclusion that the world, that the sky, is indeed fallen. And then, and then, then uh, it's easy to, to, to say it's, it's over. And, and for, for some of us, we've arrived at this same assertion, not because of what's happening in the world at large, but rather we've come to the conclusion that the sky is falling based simply on the fact about what is happening under our tree. It doesn't matter about the pandemic, doesn't matter about the storms, doesn't matter about the political unrest. None of that, it matters, but our focus is not captured by that. Our focus now is arrested on this fact. Under our tree, in our life, in our present surroundings, things are not only falling around us, they're falling on us. And so we come to the conclusion that the sky is falling because we've tasted tragedy. We've felt fear. We've been punched by pain. We've been injured by injustice. We've been, we've been stabbed with sickness. We've been hit with heartbreak. And so the conclusion is easy to come to. My, in my world, the sky is falling. It's over. And to make matters worse, because of our plight and because of our pain, And because of our path, those around us begin to agree. When others see what we're going through, when others see the condition of our life, their life may all, I'll say it like in fairy tale terms, may be hunky-dory. I don't know if y'all know that. That's a West Oklahoma little phrase right there. Everything is hunky-dory. Like everything's coming up roses. It's a cakewalk in their world. But when they view your world and they see everything that's falling around you and everything that's falling on you, then they begin to agree with your assertion that the sky is falling. When others see the terrible things that you've been going through, when others see the amount of pain that has hit your life, when others see the number of tears that you've cried, they assume that no one can endure this. No one can overcome this. No one can kick that. No one can get through that. Nobody can defeat that. So they examine the brokenness that has begun to cascade over our lives, has become the daily fact of our life. They look at us. 
and they come to this conclusion. They, they begin to agree that like, and like Job's friends of old, they, 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 they look out and they lean back and they say, man, when I see all the pain of her life and when I see what he's gone through and I see the tragedy that he's endured, then they, they lean back like Job's friends and they go, you know what? The sky is falling and you know what you ought to do? You ought to curse God and die. They agree with your assertion. And just like in the account, old Foxy Woxy isn't far behind. He's the one that capitalizes on our catastrophe. He's the one that he cashes in on our crushing. He's ready to make a meal of us. He's ready to finish the job that pain has started. He tries to lure us in, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our hurt, in the middle of our tragedy. He tries to lure you in to get you to give up all hope. Like nothing's ever going to change. The sky's always going to fall on you. Nobody can overcome this. Nobody can. And he tries to capitalize on that. And he tries to trap us so that we're never able, listen to this, never able to move past the problem, move past the pain. He wants it so that we'll never be able to move past the memory of that moment when our sky fell. So now we're trapped by what took place 15 years ago. And some of you have believed the lie of, oh, foxy woxy, and what happened to you 10 years ago has trapped you, and you're never able to graduate beyond that one moment. And some of you endured such pain last year and so much loss last year that now in the brokenness of your own life, that old fox is whispering in your ear and you begin to believe it. You're never going to be able to move past that. It's always going to be like that. Your sky is falling. I promised you a parallel account, didn't I? So let me take you into Scripture. May I introduce you to Chicken Little in the Bible? Join me, if you will, in Mark. In Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 21 down through verse 24, Jesus went back across to the other side of the lake, and there at the lakeside a large crowd gathered around him. Jairus, Chicken Little, Jairus. An official of the local synagogue arrived, and when he saw Jesus, he threw himself down at his feet, and he begged him earnestly, My little daughter is very sick. Please come and place your hands on her so that she will get well and live. Then Jesus started off with him. Can I tell you this morning that Jairus' sky was falling? I, I, I've learned some lessons in life. I've learned that... that uh, one of the most crushing moments of life is not when I endure pain, but rather when those I love endure pain. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody in the room? It's not when I get sick. It's when those that I love so much and that I care about so much get sick that I am devastated. It's not, it's not when I make a mistake and bear the consequences of my own choices. It's when the, 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 the members of my family or my close-knit circle of friends, when they make decisions that I wish they hadn't have made and I see their life being destroyed and their hopes being dashed and their, and their desires being ruined, I sit back in my, and I come to the conclusion, my sky is falling and that's where Jairus is can I tell you this morning that Jairus's world from his perspective from his view his sky had fallen he 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 is helpless there is literally I, I, as a dad I, I have to get into the story and recognize that as a dad their terror has filled his soul his sky is falling and so he runs frantically and desperately to Jesus and asks for help. 
There's only one problem. The problem is everybody wanted Jesus' help. And so if you continue to read the account, I don't have time, I'll let you read it for yourself. As soon as he gets to Jesus and he says, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, Jesus says, I'll help. And he begins the journey to his house. The only problem is, is there was a lady in the crowd who had an issue. She had an issue of blood. And she reaches out in the press of the crowd and she grabs a hold of Jesus' garment and Jesus stops the mad dash ambulance ride to Jairus' house to start dealing with another my sky is falling moment. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had an encounter in your own life? Have you ever had a moment in your own life when your whole world is falling apart and you run to Jesus and it seems like you've got his attention and he's starting to your direction and he's starting to intervene in your situation and yet all along the way somewhere it seems like he gets distracted and it seems like he gets delayed and it's almost like he took a detour and now I'm not sure if Jesus even cares about me anymore. I thought you were coming to help me but I see you over there helping them. My sky is falling. And that's exactly where Jairus falls and finds himself. And Jesus stops and deals. And now in Mark chapter 5, verse 35, we continue to read while Jesus was saying this. When he's talking to the woman with the issue of blood, some messengers come from Jairus' house and told him, Your daughter has died. When you got there, she was sick. When you approached Jesus, she was sick. But you've waited so long, Jairus, that now she's dead. Your daughter has died. Why even bother the teacher any longer? So while Jesus is putting the world woman's, the, the woman with the issue of blood, putting her world back together, cocky locky and turkey lurky arrive. And they not only agree that Jairus' world is falling, they take it one step further and they say, it's not just falling, bro. Your sky has fallen. It's over. This account is done with. This story is finished. Write the end. Run the credits. It's over. The sky has fallen. There is no hope. There is no, there is no solution. There is nothing you can do about it. It's done. And Foxy Loxy licks his lips. But you got to keep reading. Because in Mark chapter 5, verse 36, it says, Jesus paid no attention to what they said, but told him, don't be afraid, only believe. Then he did not let anyone else go on with him except Peter and James and his brother John. And they arrived at Jairus' house. And when Jesus saw the confusion and heard all the loud crying and wailing, he went in and said to them, why all this confusion? Why are you crying? Listen to this. The child is not dead. She is only sleeping. Your sky is not falling. She, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. They started making fun of him. So he put them out, took the child's father and mother and his three disciples and went into the room where, he's, he's, where the child was lying. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talith kum, which means, little girl, I tell you to get up. And she got up at once and started walking. She was 12 years old. And when this happened, they were completely amazed. Jairus like Chicken Little, believed that the sky was falling. And let's be honest, based on what was happening under their tree, their sky was, in fact, 
falling. They, they, with the information they had, the assumption and the conclusion is right. Trusted advisors agree. Everything is wrong. Everything is done. There's no way out. However, in both accounts, the solution is exactly the same. Can I tell you the solution this morning in both accounts? The solution is they get to the king. The only solution when your sky is falling, the only solution that is available to you when your world is falling apart, the only real solution to any problem that you may be having this morning, any tragedy that you may be enduring this morning, any sickness that you're walking through, any shadow of the valley of death that you're walking through, the only solution is that you have got to get to the king. So, so, so Chicken Little was able to get the king, and, and he realized that it wasn't as bad as it seemed to be. Jairus was able to get to the king, and his sky-falling his sky falling moment comes to a complete stop. And I just came to tell you this morning that some of you are smack dab right in the middle of a sky-is-falling moment. The bank is calling, and there's no financial solution, no miracle insight. The doctor has spoken what sounds like a final complete diagnosis the relationship seems to be way too shattered to ever be repaired the addiction seems too strong and it's gone on too long so how when you're facing that kind of stuff how do you keep fighting how do you keep your peace how do you keep your head up? How do you keep walking? How do you keep believing? How do you keep coming to the conclusion, I can make it, I can do this thing? How do I, how do I, make, how do I journey through this? And all I came to tell you is this, when it feels like your world is crashing down around your feet, when it feels like we can't endure another day, we must get to the king. He alone, Jesus alone, can look at the de devastation of your life and speak over your life. That thing is just sleeping. It's not dead. Some of y'all have heard the diagnosis that it's a death sentence, that nothing can ever change, that nothing will ever fix this, that nothing has the ability to fix this and overcome this and heal this and give you breakthrough and give you resolution and give you peace. But if you could get to Jesus, he would just look at you and say, that's just sleeping. It's not dead. That hurt is but for a season, the pain is merely momentary. The setback is just temporary because when I get to the king, things change. See, I, 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 I read, I, I started reading fairy tales again, and I read uh, Chicken Little. Chicken Little made a, a really tough, difficult, costly mistake. There is one major difference in the two accounts, if you will, in Chicken Little and Jairus. There's one major, major difference. Can I point it out? Jairus went to the king first. Y'all missed it. Jairus went to the king first. But Chicken Little checked with everybody else. Okay, okay. So, 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 why is it that we make the king the last stop instead of the first stop? 
Why are we continuing to ask the, per the perspective and the opinions of turkey lurkey and cocky locky rather than making a mad dash first and foremost to the only one that can actually do anything about what is falling on us and around us? Some of you folks in this room keep running to turkeys that keep telling, come on now, keep telling you that your world is over and that nothing will ever change. I want to encourage you this morning. It's time to quit running to all them and quit listening to turkeys and foxes. Come on, come on now. Come on, come quit listening. To, come, come on now. You, some of y'all ain't heard that term in a long time. Some of y'all listen to some foxes way too many times. And instead, I want us to get to the place where we run to the king first. Why? Because we need the king's perspective. I need the king to, to teach me his view. His perspective was corrected when they get to the king. Even in, even in Chicken Little story, the perspective was corrected. Some of you need your perspective corrected. Some of you don't need an eye doctor of appointment to get your perspective right. You need to hear from the king to get your perspective right. You need to quit listening to everybody else and listen to the king. Why? Because Isaiah teaches us this in Isaiah 55, 8, 9. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your world, in your thoughts, your world is falling. In my world, in my perspective as the king, I'm going, that's a setup. In your world, your perspective is it's over. And in my perspective, what I'm saying is it's just getting started. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we've got to get to the king. We must get to the king. Some of you in this room are convinced that your sky is falling, that you've never had it this bad. You've never, you know how many times I've heard that this week? I've never seen it this bad. I've never get to the king. Uh, some of you have people all around you agreeing with you that, that you can't bounce back from this. You can't beat this. You can't overcome this. Get to the king. Some of you are, are, are being lured away by the old fox and he's trying to take advantage of the pain of your life. I, I, I'm not dismissing your pain. You are in pain. Something has fallen in your life. Something is going wrong in your life. I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying that the old fox is trying to whisper that it's over, that it's done, that there's nothing you can do. But if you would just get to the king. Some of you have felt the last straw fall. For some of you, the other shoe has dropped. And for some of you, you are at wit's end. It is simply time to get to the king. I lift my eyes to the hill. It's all about perspective. I lift my eyes to the hills. Why? Because from the hills, my help comes from the Lord. I, I, I lift up my eyes because I recognize that if I can get to the King, the Word teaches me that He is the glory and the lifter of my head. Wait a minute. Stuff falling on my head. Keeps hitting me in the head. My world is over. My world is crashing around me. And He is the glory and the lifter of my head. And if I could just get to the King, I could survive. Why? Because He never forsakes us and He never leaves us. And I just hear the king 
whispering over some of you who are in death situations, who are in sky-falling moments. I just hear Jesus whispering this morning, Talith Kum, it's just asleep. It's not dead. Get up. I, I, I can't make it. I, I don't know if I can endure another day. It looks like they're going to close the books on me. They're going to toss the key away. They're going to lock me up forever. Talith Kum. You're not dead. You're just asleep. My relationship will never be restored. I've burned too many bridges to leave Coombe. I'm too sick. The doctors don't know what to do. I'll always have to deal with this to leave Coombe. Get to the king. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me this morning. I want you to do this. The worship team is going to sing. And what I need you to do is just for the next two to three minutes, just next two to three minutes, I want you, uh, regardless of what's going on in your life, maybe there are people even in this room that would agree that your sky has fallen. I know we're all like blood-bought believers. We're all glow-in-the-dark. We're so anointed. I know we never have any doubts, never any fears. So I know everybody around you is probably too holy to doubt. But some of you even have folks in this room, when they see what you've been through, they go, hate it for them. That's not me. Come on now, let's be honest. I don't know if they'll ever get back from that. I don't know if it can ever change. Come on, y'all don't look at me like that. I know somehow y'all think, because I think the same way sometimes. I see some of the stuff y'all been through. Like, ooh, I don't know. That's a that's a big one. That's a big one, man. That's 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 a tall order. It's gonna take a long time. They're gonna have to work. Through. Ooh, man, they lost so much, man. It's bad. almost had you look at your neighbor and call him a turkey, but I just had to resist just a moment. Not everything I think should come out of my mouth. Because the truth is this morning, and what I'm trying to get you to catch, is even as faith-filled as they are at moments, and even as positive as of influence as they are most of the time over your life, hear me, their perspective does not matter nearly as much as the perspective of the one who can turn things around. And yes, my sky may have fallen, but you haven't met my king. If you knew who my king was, you would recognize that I can run to him. And although he may delay, and although, although it may feel like he gets distracted, and there are moments it feels like he's featured, he's never late. He's always right on time, and he's going to show up, and he's going to turn everything around because he's got my best interest at heart. So, Father, in this moment, in this moment, before we sing, in this moment, before we go back into your presence in worship, I pray that for anyone under the sound of my voice that is facing right smack dab in the middle of a sky-falling moment. I pray that in Jesus' name, as we begin to worship you, as we begin to lean in, as we bump into you, that's exactly what we're doing when we worship you. We're bringing your presence down into our world. 
and we're out showing you what's going on in our life. And for some of us, we're having to worship through pain. For some of us, we're having to praise through problems. For some of us, we're in the very shadow of the valley of death and it feels like everything is over. But as we worship you, I pray that in this moment, in this moment, our perspective would change regardless of everybody else agreed. Help us to capture your perspective. I pray in this moment that every person that feels like their world is falling apart in this moment, they would hear as we sing, they would hear these words, get up. I pray it would resonate in their spirit, get up. Well, I want to quit. I pray they'd hear, get up. It can't change. Get up. I can't be healed. Get up. I can't endure. Get up. I can't hold on one more day. Get up. It feels like it's over. Get up. I don't know if I can endure. Get up. Help us to gain your perspective this morning as we worship you in this moment. been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. 